0: The Morning Struggle Podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.blueclovertherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life to build a better you. Stay tuned.
1: And ready.
0: And you're ready now. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go for the Morning Struggle Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast. I'm Ty. I am Jesse. And we are going to bring you habits of successful people Yep. So today we're talking about? Toys. Toys. Because you know
1: what's happening?
0: What? What is is happening?
1: Christmas is literally around the corner.
0: I know. So we get crazy. And Black Friday's coming up.
1: Oh, we don't do Black Friday.
0: You don't do Black Black Friday. I do Black Friday and I get home before you're even awake.
1: What? Yeah.
0: Where do you think all those savings come from? Magic elves?
1: You don't buy a single present.
0: I don't buy a single present. Not a single (laughs) present comes out
1: from you. All of that planning comes from yours truly and that is, yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: I I agree.
1: And we're going a little crazy this year. Are you ready?
0: Well, no, we don't go crazy. We've got we have rules.
1: Oh, we do have rules, but but I'm side crazing this. No,
0: the the reason we have rules is so you can't circumvent the rule. i already just doing going it. around. It's already it. happening. It's not a rule. It's just a guideline.
1: That's exactly how my world. Oh works. my gosh! They're just guidelines.
0: All right. Well, it's like
1: Pirates of the Caribbean. Might as
0: well talk about this in front of everybody. Let's <laughs> let's hear how we're breaking our rules this year. <laughs> our rules are are usually. One present. Yes. A book and a pajama.
1: Yes, because we do Yule Flood.
0: You would do Yule Flood. Yeah.
1: So um, we'll give each other like our little family books. And right. then we, um, we didn't make chocolate last year, but we ate chocolate. Right. This year, I want to make chocolate. Good luck. Um, oh, stop. It's going to be fine. <laughs> and then um, we eat dinner and it's yeah. like a fun thing. Yeah. And then the reindeer from Santa Claus send the kids usually to pajamas, but not this year. Well, Whole family.
0: The whole, oh, that's why we're getting change, changed up? Yeah. It's I get pajamas fl- too? Yeah.
1: Even though I know you're not going to wear them. It's I'll wear, gonna be I'll wear them. Thing.
0: Are they going to be flannel?
1: I'm going to make them Are so they they're... going to be fleece? I'm going to make... No. Is it going to
0: be a onesie?
1: I'm not going to do a onesie this year because you kind of were weird about
0: the onesie Can, that one year. Because you gave me a onesie one year. Well, the, whole family, the whole family. The whole family And we onesies. took like photos where like we're all sitting with our like our like fists we on our chins not. and our feet <laughs> up in the air and it's like girlfriends forever. Yeah. Like those kind of pictures. Right? <laughs> I'm kind of is. Well, I'm
1: gonna do it Long John style so that we can use them for skiing too.
0: All right, that's fair. I can I can get on board with yeah, that. Yeah, because
1: then it's a dual purpose.
0: And I'm, I already sleep really hot anyway, so it's perfect. Because then I'll wake up and I'll have lost a bunch of weight. I wouldn't even <laughs> need to go to like work out or go to the gym or run or anything.
1: Oh stop! It's
0: perfect. It's a perfect plan. Perfect. Worth breaking our rule for. Absolutely, I'm for it.
1: That's really the only rule breaker I'm gonna do. No,
0: that's if that's it. You are on the straight and narrow. <laughs> yes. yes. So, well, let's get back on track. And what are we talking about today? We're talking about toys. We're talking
1: about toys. Yeah. And
0: Christmas is coming up and yep. Black Friday is coming up. So we get hyper consumer focused in America.
1: Yeah. Specifically America. But I, I would say that now it's a global situation. It's a global situation. thing. Yeah.
0: Everything's pretty global now. Unless
1: you're an isolated population somewhere. Right. Yeah. You're part of the consumer vibe right. now.
0: And and as an adult, you we have toys we want too. Oh, absolutely. We want want cars and and fancy houses and and nice things. And And our
1: toys are expensive.
0: And our toys are really expensive. We went from like a $20 Matchbox car to a $40,000 Tesla.
1: Oh, yeah. And you do want a Tesla.
0: Our Matchbox car is not $20. A buck. Well, I don't buy toys, obviously.
1: Well, $20 maybe is a set.
0: That was it. That had was like probably. the crane arm that like knocked Oh
1: the, my gosh, you're going real big. Yeah, we so went, that's we probably big more than on the 20. Matchbox.
0: Yeah. Anyway, oh, see,
1: they're like a buck, really.
0: Well, we're, today we're going to talk about how there's actual science behind the fact that if we have too many toys, our satisfaction and life satisfaction and toy satisfaction goes down.
1: Yes. And this is emerging research. Right. And so it is super cool. And there's some really cool research studies coming out in the next few years around right. this. Right. But um, we'll talk about the specific research that's been. Um, um, out right now and how we can try to use some of those points in our
0: day-to-day for stuff. your kids but also for you for
1: you as right. well yeah because if you don't have kids and you're like boo going on in the next episode
0: just know that you but have no, toys too you have lots of toys everybody's got their toys Yep. well let's let's do this and let's get right into the history of toys this day
1: in history.
0: all right this is an article from time magazine yep the 13 most influential Toys in history. Whoa, we're breaking them down. We're gonna go through them kind of quick. So there's 13 of them. Yeah, it's a lot, and it's pretty fun for us what, millennial Gen Xer crossover.
1: Yeah, we're in the middle.
0: Yeah, um, it's fun for us because a lot of these you'll you'll say, "Oh my gosh, I remember this toy." Mm-hmm. If you're a little older, you might be like, "I remember buying my kids this toy," and right. you know, if you're a little younger, you'll be like, "I've never heard of these toys." <laughs> so, uh, here we go for uh, number thirteen: Cabbage Patch dolls. Oh, remember I was the Cabbage one. Pass, Patch craze.
1: Did you ever have one?
0: I think I did. I think my grandma gave me one.
1: Your grandma was very innovative.
0: Yeah, like she knew, knew I needed like a doll.
1: Well, no, she was like enhance boys. Enhance my
0: sensitivity.
1: Probably, you're so, so crass. My, so no, but they were the dolls that you could, you no matter like it was a surprise what you got, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, they came like they came in a box. You didn't know who they were, right? Is that yeah, like what a we're boy or right? a
1: girl yeah. or different ha- like hair or eyes? I don't remember. Yeah, they they came out. I in never the, had one, but
0: I don't know late seventies, early early eighties, uh, and there was a Cabbage Patch craze. So people would they would sell out of these these facilities these toy stores. Right. People would knock down tables. They'd fight each other for them. Oh my god. Each one came with like a certificate of adoption. Yeah. To adopt the the any or the cabbage patch kids. The where they made them was a hospital, and the ladies had to dress as nurses.
1: Oh my goodness! It
0: became a huge. That's
1: a huge deal. Huge
0: thing. And I really I, enjoyed that. Yeah, similar like Beanie Baby. You know, craze. Yeah, right, right. And I don't know what happened to Cabbage Patch Kids. Are they still around?
1: Um, I think you can get like the vintage things. They don't
0: make them anymore. I
1: don't think that. Well, no, I, I think they make them, but I don't. They're nowhere near what they were. They were
0: uh, twelve Leap Pad. Remember the Leap Pad? No. So like the electronic book, and you would oh, you'd yeah. flip through the book, and you'd click on the words, and it would say the words. It's like
1: the early iPad.
0: It was yeah, nineteen ninety nine, and what? so this was before the you know the smartphone craze and that kind of stuff back in the day when you actually read books as a kid. Right. And now you could read a book and you could touch a word and it would tell you the word which is amazing. What? That's so, pretty cool though. So now we got that. But you had, you had books like Winnie the Pooh and Did all you of have their... a leapfrog? I did not have a leapfrog.
1: Well, as we go through you got to tell me which ones you had and which ones you didn't.
0: All right, I did not have a leapfrog. Next one, Rubik's Cube. Oh yeah. 350 million have been sold worldwide it was invented 40 years ago by a Budapest architect professor named Erno Rubik. Oh, and it says that. Well, they have like they have tests or competitions for people to do do, it super fast. And there are there's a maddening. It says forty three followed by three, six, nine, twelve, eighteen, twenty four zeros. What? And then and then some change, uh, ways to turn the cube. What? There is that many ways, that many different ways because it's each side has nine. Oh, I guess that's true.
1: Goodness gracious, it's math. It's, it's so Rubik's Cube.
0: Next one, the Viewmaster. Do you remember the Viewmaster? No, I don't the, know
1: what any of these toys the, are so the far.
0: The red thing you put up to your eyes. Oh,
1: yes, and the book would be different.
0: And, and then you go through the slides. You click um, the little thing. Yeah, you're. you're, the, you're, God, like, awesome. you're like, yeah, oh dinosaurs. Oh, oh the Eiffel Tower. Yes, that, know, those are cool. Click, 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 and the little disc would spin. Yeah, and and you'd you could see change the 3D. discs out. Yeah, you could change yeah. the discs out. And this is an in, inventor bar by Harold Graves. He was a, a photo, like kind of photographic services. Uh, company, right? And it was just a stereoscope. It was inve- unveiled in 1939 at the New York World's Fair.
1: Whoa! And so
0: tourists could see photos from attractions that they wanted to go to, like, like I said, like the Eiffel Tower.
1: Oh, that's cute. And then
0: Disney, which was coming on the scene at the time, but not super big, yeah, at that point, because we're watching that that documentary. The one, yeah, yeah. Uh, they did a license with Disney and and kind of boosted the sales of the ViewMaster.
1: Oh, I would imagine Disney would do good in that
0: Yeah, arena. it was like a yeah. really early VR goggle. Yeah. I think you want to think about it that way. That's very cool. Uh, Star Wars figurines.
1: What? I never had this either. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: 1977, you know, because the movies came out in the late 70s. Uh, not much else to be said about that. All those, the Star Wars franchise has become ridiculous. Yeah,
1: no, it's, yeah. it's huge. Yeah.
0: Next one, Doc McStuffins. Doc McStuffins what? boasted five hundred million in sales last, like in early two thousand middle two thousands, two 2014, 15, whenever this article. That was
1: long ago though? Yeah. Dr. McStuffins has been around that long.
0: Two thousand fifteen, sorry. Oh,
1: 2015. Because yeah. Yeah. I was like, What? Five hundred
0: million. And so it's a Disney Junior yeah. thing. And she's a, a black kid doctor who fixes her stuffed animals. Yeah. And it's I like, like it one a of the lot. one of the first innovative things. Um, became popular with kids among all races, races oh, for like Disney. That.
1: Well, and I like that when different races and, um, the, not the stereotypical version of a career is represented. I love that right. so much. Right. Female female african-american, African-American. doctor is yeah like, and her mom is a doctor too yeah, like it's a also, bit, and the so the family structure is set up where everybody's kind and i don't know i just really like that yeah my oh, kids okay. really like talking stuff oh my gosh so much too so much. we
0: have all the stethoscopes out and stuff uh which is good because yeah, yeah promoting good p- career professions uh next one super soaker <laughs> oh, yeah. super soaker <laughs> did you know this was invented by a nasa engineer his name what? was lonnie johnson and okay. he invented it in 1989 and then he licensed it to a company bought by Hasbro. Hasbro.
1: Why did he invent? Like, he was just like, this is awesome.
0: Why did he invent the super soaker? Because well, I- it's the greatest <laughs> water gun in the history of the world. Could you imagine being a dad? Be like, have the little squirt guns. And you're like, that's it.
1: And you're an I engineer. I sent a man to the yeah. moon.
0: Or we did. We can come up with a better squirt gun. And, that's, and it's you like, come like up a full the Super Soaker, of- And the kids are like. <laughs> just mind's blown. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yep. So 30 to 50 feet on a super soaker. What? Easy Bake Oven, number six.
1: Oh, I burned my hands so many different times. Did you those. burn
0: your hands? I thought oh. it wasn't even like warm enough. It was like a light bulb.
1: Oh my, no, it was hot.
0: Was yours? Yeah. I never had an Easy Bake Oven. Oh
1: my gosh. So, and so you, because it would slowly go through the little, or no, maybe you just pushed it through. I wasn't sure. But if you didn't do it just exactly right, or if you left the little plastic fork in there too long it would start to melt like it was so bad Whoa! see yeah. lo-
0: all i've heard from it is like you would put your cake batter in there and it yeah. wouldn't do anything and come out all cake battery still
1: oh no no oh maybe so i left it in there too long i don't know
0: maybe you had a high-tech one maybe, oh, you, maybe you're like your dad like burn, put burn a real it. heating element in there yeah, it was <laughs> um 1963 and this was kenner products and it was the first toy that allowed kids to make edible food
1: that's cool so
0: that was a new thing yep. uh number five chatty kathy She's kind of like the doll from Toy Story Four. She was like one oh, of the first, like Gabby,
1: the Gabby, Gabby Gabby doll, yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, she was the first doll to actually have the little like pull string with a cassette oh, in the back.
1: Oh, that's cute.
0: So then we talk. So and this led to other talking toys like the Furby and things like that. Oh,
1: like the Furby, that's what you go with. Yeah, there's a million other talking dolls. Well, I
0: liked Furby. For I don't know, <laughs> Furby's not on here.
1: Well, yeah, Furby was a relatively recent, like a. One hit wonder style toy.
0: The next one is the Nerf bow and arrow. <laughs> Enough said. Did you have a Nerf bow and arrow? No. I had a Nerf bow and arrow. And then I had the Nerf crossbow. Um, I was a pretty, you know, military-esque upbringing <laughs> with all my weapons. I was not a tough kid. I was not a tough <laughs> kid at all.
1: With a bow and arrow? Uh,
0: a Nerf one. Uh, to be... Number three, G.I. Joe. Oh, G.I. Yes. G.I. Joe was one of the first boy dolls. Because you got to think, G.I. Joe is a boy doll.
1: It is a boy doll. Right? Yeah. And so
0: it came out, I can't remember in here, 70s, 80s, um, maybe even earlier, 60s. It does, this article doesn't say. Look it up and then tell me what it is. There's, but, a,
1: there's a whole documentary on G.I. Joe. Yeah. Was, I, I watched it like two years ago. Yeah, or something but ago.
0: instead of calling it a doll, they called it an action figure. Yeah, and it that, had a bunch of articulating yeah. joints. Like you could move its elbows and its knees and, and Barbie, you couldn't do that. Right. She, she just was kinda very stood there. Warm. She was very yeah. stick like. So they could articulate and you know, shoot their guns. And so this was one of the most or probably the most popular boys doll toy of all time. Interesting. Yep. The next one, Barbie.
1: Yeah, Barbie's. As said. Yeah, a big deal. Apparently
0: Barbie's gone down a little bit in the recent years from oh, has the, it? from the mega toy, you know, conglomerate that it has. Uh, but it's still a billion dollar brand. And it's yeah, the world's it's, most popular uh, doll for girls.
1: Yeah. I'm, I like that they're coming up with, like, realistic dolls now. I, yeah. I mean, it, originally it was a sex doll. Um,
0: a sex doll? No,
1: it was, yeah, it was It was modeled off of a um, sexual something or another toy from a different country.
0: Oh. And well, then they modeled yeah, it and they took idealistic. off, like, the... Yeah.
1: Well, the, yeah, exactly. Just like G.I. Joe, to be honest. That's an idealistic version of a man. Like when people are like, "Women are sexualized." Well, men are also sexualized. Like watching Tarzan. Yeah. Like he was very much the ideal version of a man drawn. So.
0: And now I have body issues. Yeah, with your thighs. With my thighs. Yeah, he had huge thighs. No, I gotta do more squats. All (laughs) right, here we go. Uh, Barbie has 150 careers. Oh, no way. Yeah. So they're actually bringing it up, up. I
1: love that. I would just
0: listen to, a, um, I don't know, an NPR show. Yeah. And they were saying that uh, they have activists, Barbie. Now it's women scientists, like a marine oh, biologist good. and, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever, an environmental engineer. They have a few of those ones as well. So they're really trying to bring in those. I those would things. hope so have...
1: because they're very influential. Yeah. So therefore. We have
0: daughters and we really want them to branch out and get into fields and, and careers that are not. That are traditionally have less women in them.
1: Or I don't care what it is, but I want them to feel like they can do anything. Right. And just the same as my son, right. like if he wants to go into a, a traditionally female field, right. I want him to feel like he's capable of doing right.
0: that. Like our daughter wants to be an engineer. And yeah. So and I think that's fantastic. That. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the number one, can you make a guess?
1: Oh my gosh. Um,
0: you got babies.
1: it. What? I don't know.
0: Making babies?
1: Beanie Babies. Oh,
0: Beanie Babies.
1: <laughs> Making Babies.
0: That's that's <laughs> a whole different time. show. We <laughs> got to put an E next to our our thing. No, the number one is Lego. So Lego. Oh, of course toy it's company. Legos. They make like almost 40 mil, or 40 billion dollars a year. 37 yeah. billion dollars a year. So it became the biggest big, toy company big in like fan. 1990 or sorry, 2014, 2015 it surpassed Mattel. Nice. So all things Lego, they got toys. They got movies. They got theme parks. Yep. They got STEM play play toys. So anyway, de- awesome. debuted in 1959. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how long, that's how long they've been around.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's all I got. History of toys that went way long. So thank you all for sticking through my my history segment.
1: Now I want to buy a cabbage patch. Doll. You want to
0: buy a cabbage patch doll? Yeah. Okay. See what I get. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> let's order some cash cash dolls. all up. Okay. Well, the reason we talked about toys. The reason
1: why we talked about is toys.
0: because if we let's say we buy just those thirteen toys. Yep. We're probably doing pretty good for our kids. The problem is your kids have hundred and thirteen toys. Yep.
1: Especially and, in, in this day and age. Yeah. And
0: it's just keep they keep building up, building up, building up, and it does some interesting stuff to our brains. Yep. Let's talk about it. Go. Got
1: there, Go. got Go to All right, you ready?
0: I'm ready for some science.
1: Okay, so Harvard University is doing some incredible things on not only happiness level, but kind of our general satisfaction. And this particular study goes over toys. So this, this went over children's toys. And uh, what they found is that um, when we have 20 or more than 20 toys, the happiness level and the satisfaction with the toys themselves go steeply down
0: so, to draw, so it so continues to climb as you climb get to in, 20 happy, you're happy you awesome. got more toys more toys but then at 21 it starts to go down literally and it goes down fast super
1: fast so 22, like 22
0: 23 40 50 it just plummets
1: it it absolutely plummets with and all it,
0: your toys not just toys. you don't like the new toys you don't like all your toys yes whether
1: okay. you're getting new toys or whether you're adding new toys into whatever's happening like past 20 and literally at 21 and and they did this with toys because I looked at the the way that they did the research. The, these are toys that are self sufficient in one unit because you and I had talked about this, like Shopkins for instance. We have about a billion Shopkins. It wouldn't the Shopkins you play all together as one toy. You put in
0: one box when you're done. And-
1: yeah, versus like. In this study, all of the toys were their own unit and there wasn't separate pieces to the one toy. Okay. So that's kind of the next uh, research that's happening where they have separate toys that work as one unit. They also have comfort items coming out. So this does like not include... Animals,
0: blankets, things like mm-hmm. that.
1: This does not include comfort items or, or special toys that maybe your kid sleeps with or that kind of thing. So this, this was just general toys. Your kids go into a playroom of some kind and playing with 20 to 20 plus toys. Right. And and the the really interesting thing is, is when we experience these new experience, like things, um, new toys, things that light up, things that make noise, um, we really we get a dopamine and serotonin response, which is really what all of us are seeking anyway.
0: Every day. That's all we want. That's
1: all we want. Right. And so we like the things that light up and are exciting and new and all of that. If we stay in that 20 span. They they continue to be satisfying. They continue to be they bring joy and happiness, and we want to play with them.
0: Oh, so we we continually get that that stimuli.
1: Yeah, it it kind of now i they they didn't do this longevity wise. So I would assume just like anything, um, especially because the kids have to go home and play with their own toys, um, you would kind of get bored with a toy at some point. Sure, right. But um, and that's where the longevity studies will come in, in like their home environment versus school environment and such. But it it continues to be an exciting thing. This literally the second that a 21 toys shows up, I, they, they, there's a lot of theories to this. There's that there's overstimulation of the brain and the brain doesn't know how to make a decision. Makes sense. Which, but why only on one toy?
0: I guess that's true.
1: Right. And and then... And then why
0: uh, couldn't you just separate and say, like, I don't need these 80 toys. I like this toy. And then have that same stimulation. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. But, but there's... So there's, like, a decision um, process that goes into that. There's also, like, dopamine and serotonin fatigue. So, like... In theory, like it would be a lot to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like Christmas morning. Traditionally, I would say in our generation was like, boom, Santa sleigh exploded in the, the living room and that right. kind of thing. And that, and whereas that's very cool in the moment, um, you might get 20 plus toys in that exact event. Right. Of not just downstairs. like
0: total toys. You have 20 new toys. New
1: toys. But what happens is then when we start entering and bringing those toys into our rooms or whatever, they're not as satisfying and we don't play with the old toys. They okay. don't acclimate to things. But if, if you're starting to bring them into your, your system and you're getting rid of other toys that you're not using anymore, in theory, 20 toys would be the, the most satisfying piece of that. And they, the, the other part of that, so decision fatigue, serotona, serotonin and d- dopamine fatigue, but also the hedon- hedonic,
0: hedonic. hedonic H-E, treadmill.
1: Yeah. Okay. So uh, something happens to us. It is joyful, happy. We think that we're, we're going to be happy forever. So we're going to use the adult example. Right. So I get a promotion. I get a really big pay raise. Life is going to be better for me. I, I tell my husband how awesome things are going to be. I'm going to buy the new car, whatever else, right? My life is going to be good now. Well, um, you know, a few months down the road, life Goes back to normal. You get you
0: acclimate. You we acclimate. Great at acclimating.
1: Yeah, and it, they call this the happiness set point. And what it is is that your your body and who you are as a human being are going to go back because at some point the pay raise and the new car and the new life that you've created the new house is a big common one in our our generation or our right uh, age group I guess. Um, you are going to go back to just your normal serotonin dopamine receptors. Life is going to go back to its same routine. So you're not going to have those things. And therefore, you we, want more, you want more. So that's where we find a lot of a lot of consumerism and right. a lot of new things. And we we stop taking care of the things that we have because we're looking for the next good you thing. You buy the
0: new phone, you mm-hmm. purchase the new car, you upgrade the house, right? You buy the new couch, you buy all this stuff that really doesn't need to be replaced. Right. Yeah. And,
1: and so and it's just to get that that little bump up. No, but the thing is, as you buy those new shoes, at some point you're going to go back to your neutral point. Right. And the only difference, the only factor that they can find where people don't do this is if they are in an isolated population. So they found this in some tribes, in the Amish populations. So go into that a little more. So isolated populations in which consumerism is not core, really a core thing. feature. Yeah. You don't have marketing, you don't have advertisement in the same way as you do in our So they don't world. have
0: hedonic treadmills or when they get on an upgrade, when,
1: when they get on, there's less, they it doesn't actually go up. It, so um, they have less variances okay. in their their general well-being. And um, their neutral point is actually up higher. So they're, in general, happier people. Their set points are happier. That
0: makes sense because we're all kids with more than 20 toys, yes. essentially. Yeah. So our, our life satisfaction, our toy satisfaction is very low. Yes. Right? And so with if, if you look at someone who's got five toys, an Amish guy who's got his... You know, original woodwick making tools, woodworking tools uh-huh. and he's building barns by hand. He's probably way up high because he's got good satisfaction on the things that he has and he enjoys. Yes,
1: and the thing that is is that when these twenty items specifically um kind of hover around this intellectual, physical, like active type arena, creativity, artistic outlets, and social bonding, they create so much more satisfaction and happiness. Okay, okay. And and so what's interesting is that the majority of what we as adults purchase and what we buy our kids don't actually fall in any of that.
0: It's interesting, yeah. And it makes perfect sense when you think about it, right? And we don't see that because it just builds up. But then you like go into like a hoarder house and you say, "This is you know why could how could you gather all this stuff?" How does this happen? How does this happen? And then you go back to your house and like we're in this little, little, our little office. Yep. And we've got stuffed animals like stacked in the corner and we've got stuff everywhere. Yeah. But we've just become accustomed to it. Yes. So it just, it makes sense that, you know, we get accustomed to this, our set point stays where it's at or drops and we're not satisfied with our life
1: satisfied or happy because like if this olaf stuffed animal was the only stuffed animal that i had
0: you would love it and cherish it
1: exactly i would take care of it but we got a billion of them right and so and and so it doesn't really matter and and this is where the the special toy comes in where that actually doesn't fall into that bracket rarely do kids play with their comfort item Like they might at night when they're in their beds, but they don't play with them the same way as they do those other toys. And so they actually don't count within the count because they're a comfort item. Okay. But, um, but isn't that wild? Like the less things you have, the more happy and satisfied you are with your
0: items. So minimalism, we're back to minimalism.
1: I'm not want to call it that.
0: And KonMari folding method. Oh
1: my gosh. It (laughs) makes so much sense. And I love you so much. And I... I, I, I again, got
0: into the Marie Kondo KonMari oh, and method it's great and, and Jesse's killing me. Because
1: you, no, you, I am, I am, I am abiding by the, the folding situation uh-huh. and I am doing all the things. I am not happy about it.
0: Yes. But I Even that's though that's why I, I love you
1: and I, and it's, I love you too. And it's, it's, it's makes sense and logically it's sound, but mm-mm
0: i not, not into it. I am
1: just. There's something about it that's so irritating. It'd
0: probably be easier if we had less toys. So let's <laughs> let, let's get into coffee segment real quick for yes. everybody, and then we'll go to how to essentially eliminate toys from our life. No, nope, we're not eliminating.
1: Oh, we're optimizing.
0: We're our optimizing. Toys. Yep. I like it. All right, here we go.
1: I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong
0: black coffee, trying to keep my sleepy soul awake but the sleepiness still comes along and when it does it's fast and strong i end up with a bad case of the shakes
1: coffee segment
0: coffee segment i'm gonna to try to go short on this one because my history was way too long but
1: i want to hear about all the toys we
0: all want to hear about all the toys because <laughs> we want more than 20 toys and so makes sense all right coffee unique uses for coffee oh because i figured hey why not So here you go. You ready? (laughs) (laughs) I got no good reason. First one: fertilize your garden. Yes. No, I. So coffee grounds that that contain nitrogen, calcium, potassium, iron, phosphorus, magnesium, and chromium. So this thing's forty percent chromium. Name that show. Uh, So yeah, you can Futurama. So you can fertilize your garden uh, Mm -hmm. with uh, with coffee. Just put it in the ground. Worms like coffee, apparently. So worms come in your garden. Everybody loves coffee, which is good for your garden. Yeah. Next one. Guess who doesn't like coffee? If uh, worms deer. like coffee, d- deer is a good guess. I was just
1: guessing. I have no idea. Yeah,
0: they're like a chai tea latte kind of they kind do. of they're animal. They do like the foam. Yep. But fleas, fleas don't like what like coffee. So you can use it to repel them from your dog's skin or your pet skin. I guess your cat's too.
1: What? So what you say? just get you shampoo like...
0: your animal and then you rub coffee grounds on your animal's fur. What? And it repels fleas.
1: And they smell amazing.
0: And they smell like coffee. That's pretty cute. That's a that's a good one, huh? Uh, so the same thing there can neutralize odors.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. I've heard of that so as well. So
0: coffee grounds help absorb and eliminate odors. So it's they it eliminate a lot of the foul smelling sulfur gas from the air.
1: Oh, Because when okay. it's
0: combined with carbon, it neutralizes it. That's fair. That makes sense. You put it in your fridge. You can put it in your gym bag. You can put it wherever. And it's going to absorb like a, a lot of that like
1: odor. A, in a, oh, I'd have to look up some ways to do that. Put it in your gym bag.
0: Pinterest has got to have some. There's like 60 things, cues. I'm sure. Cute thing. Um, you can scour your pots and pans, so the oh. coarse texture of coffee ground makes them ideal for scrubbing, like your kitchen utensils, your pots, things like that. Nice. So you just scrape it off. You put in your your coffee grounds. you
1: Scrub Clean it away. like normal,
0: and you rinse it really good. I love it. And the last one, you ready? Yep. This one, I'm gonna put up my my I don't think so flag. Okay. <laughs> Re- reduce the appearance of cellulite.
1: Okay.
0: So about eighty like to rub ninety, it on your buns? you rub it on your buns. Uh, eighty to ninety percent of women have some form of cellulite. Yeah, and
1: it's a natural thing. And a few thing,
0: unfortunate yeah. men with amazing skin. A good- so, <laughs> so don't just. We're not going to be sexist here and say get it only women have this issue. It's a
1: body thing, guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is like fat deposits pushed through the connective tissue under your skin. Yeah. And, that's, and it has like a ripple look. And it has a little ripple look. And you're usually getting your thighs, your buttocks. So when coffee grounds are applied, it breaks down the fat and increases blood flow to the area and decreases the appearance of the cellulite. So
1: you put like your, the grounds and you just like kind of rub it on your tush? You
0: make like a, you make like a paste. Okay. Coffee and water or like a coconut oil. Okay. And then you rub it. And I'm, I'm guessing it like exfoliates the area... Yeah, that bet you know, it does a lot of different yeah. things. Too. So I think Because there's
1: like coffee facials you can do too.
0: Yeah, this was that was another one on this yeah. list. We're only gonna go through a few. Yeah. But yeah. So you can do that, rub it on, rub it on your cellulite, and it apparently reduces the appearance of cellulite.
1: I'm gonna do that. That sounds cute.
0: Which makes sense because every day we brew a cup of coffee like a, a French press or whatever we have. Right. Right. And we have a lot of coffee grounds that just go wasted. And you're trying to do a zero waste house.
1: Yes, right? and it is. It's slow. It's so, going slow. I
0: mean, we essentially fill our county landfill with coffee grounds, just me and you. Yeah, just- they have a spot for just our coffee grounds. So we it's have a about problem. time it a problem. for us to start reusing these. I'm
1: going to put it on my bum.
0: Put it on your buns. <laughs> all right. That's that's all I got for our coffee review. Nice and short because we're going long today.
1: I like that. Yeah.
0: Let's get back into toys and toy satisfaction. And you're going to tell us how to action plan this thing. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy.
1: Okay, so this is what I want you to do. What are we doing? You and your kids and everyone in your household needs to... Or
0: if you don't have kids.
1: Or whatever, you and your partner. Or you just or you just and you. your cat. Okay. I don't know. Um, whatever you got going on. I want you to narrow down your toys to 20.
0: So how do, you, how do you... We talked about this. How do you define toys as an adult?
1: Anything that does not have a utilitary purpose. So like this, this is at least what, what things that you play with. Okay. Okay. So, so your,
0: your phone is technically utilitarian. I got to yeah, call people, but, but there's I also things on, play with it.
1: Yeah. So it's the, 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 what puts it into that toy is that those fun apps and the crap that you have on there okay. make it so you play. Okay. All right. Now if you had like, let's say, cause we were arguing about the car, whether yeah, the car is a toy or I not. I say
0: a car is a toy. So I Otherwise think everybody would buy the cheapest, smallest car. For their needs.
1: Well, and this is hard because then there's societal where you want to look and appear a certain way.
0: Well, isn't that same thing as toys, like kind of. I want the newest Gabby Gabby doll. And I guess so, but it's different than a rag doll. That's cheap, but I want the new, nice new one.
1: I guess so, but I mean, like, like our little car would have not been my choice to purchase if I was going to play.
0: Right, but it was it was my choice because it's it's zippy. Well, those eighty three horses it's in there, zippy. it gets it going. It's it's, it's so our car. The spark- our, our Chevy's really Chevy Spark, and I look kind of stupid driving it, but it is so slow. Like, you floor it everywhere. You floor it in like a school zone, and people are like honking, like, hey, man, I know it's a school zone, but we can still drive 20 miles oh an my hour. Gosh. So, anyway, keep, yeah, going, keep spark,
1: going. So, the Spark would have not been my choice for a toy. I would have right. absolutely gotten a Camaro. But or sometimes you a don't get a toy you
0: want. Sometimes you really want the fancy toy for Christmas, no, and your parents get you a Rubik's Cube, and you're like, we, oh my God. Do gosh. we go
1: race the Spark?
0: I, yeah, we could. You, but we don't. Uh, semantics okay no, no keep going
1: if you are taking it to do something to play if okay. you're going out for cruises just to hang out and rev or do whatever you're gonna you do not want to rev the spark <laughs> but it, it gets you where you need to go
0: okay it So is, our sparks not but our truck probably is
1: no i don't i well maybe our
0: truck to- pulls toys
1: it pulls toys and it works to put the kids in there so yeah. i don't know what
0: anyway anyway you can decide but like, the for boat
1: yourself. let's go into the boat the boat is purely a toy
0: yeah, we have a old, old water ski boat. Yeah. I uh, don't want people thinking we're living lifestyles woo. of rich and famous. No, it's yeah, a old water
1: cool ski boat. Old Malibu, which yeah. we absolutely love. Yeah. And plus retro's in, guys, so yeah, it's exactly. vintage. Now yeah. it's vintage. It's vintage. But <laughs> so, <laughs> old and so it's folding so it's cool. Yeah. yeah. But um that would be clearly a toy.
0: Right. All right. That makes sense.
1: And and this is another thing we argue, argued about was like I have a lot of sewing and knitting things. Not that I sew, but but I do knit. That's a toy. That is considered a toy, but right. in, w- in what capacity? Is it all one toy? Is knitting and sewing and crafting three different toys?
0: I don't know, and I think we just we kind of maybe just need to break this into: does is is it a toy? And then how collectively, how much of these toys? do And, you it, have? and does it
1: consume a lot of space? Right, and and so if if it's intellectual. If it is physical, active, like our gear, like our mountain bikes and such. If it's creative or artistic, that would be like my knitting. And then social bonding would be like our boat, for example. Right. Those are the most optimal toys to keep.
0: Okay. If so it, my mountain bike, our boat, our sports equipment, when we do with the kids. Those yeah. are all like, boom, bingo, good toys. Yeah.
1: That, those are fantastic toys. And if if you're going to be getting rid of toys, you should really... Think about those before you get rid of those. Okay. The ones that you're doing by yourself, like all these apps that we have on our phones.
0: Those are all toys.
1: Those are all toys. Might
0: you well should get probably rid get
1: rid of those because okay. there's no reason to have that caliber of toys. And plus, being on your so screen is all the time. Each app
0: on your phone considered a toy. See, and this
1: is where the argument comes in. Okay. You know, because it's hard to say, like, do you just need is to get rid the of... Is just the
0: phone your toy or is right. every single Candy Crush game a toy?
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it, that, that's where we start getting into arguments and whatnot. But but feel what is right for you and what is right for your family in order to have those things. Like our kids have a or have had a ridiculous amount of toys. We've narrowed them down a little bit, but there's still quite a few. And what we found was really interesting is our littlest one got in big trouble. Right. um a while ago and so she got a good chunk of her toys taken away pretty much
0: all of her toys yeah, just boxed she, up essentially yeah
1: other than the ones that she really loved her and her special ones yep. um she didn't play with any of the other ones and didn't care. Like, she didn't she, ask for them. She, she was happier. Yeah, and, and and she didn't even want to earn them back. Yeah. Like, so it it's really interesting where she was very satisfied with the toys that she had. She was satisfied with her art supplies, and we didn't take those away, obviously. Right. And that was satisfying. Right. But the second all those toys came back, she became a little turd again. And, I mean, and she didn't that, play she, with them.
0: She, she, she doesn't play with her toys anymore. No. She went from playing with the nice 10 toys that she had a lot and really cherishing those. Yeah. Now the the ones that she even cherished before, she doesn't even play with. None of them. Because she has all her toys back. So I think we're going to go through and we're going
1: to minimalize
0: the toys. And
1: Christmas in this time of year is a perfect time to do this anyway. Right. I mean, because we've kind of cut down our holiday system into like one special toy that you ask Santa for and you've been really looking forward to it like all year long kind of a deal. Um, Because then it's cherished. Um but i think we got to narrow down our house for that right and and kind of determine what's going on there other and and really try to fall in those bracket of the intellectual social bonding those those kind of things to really make those toys as optimal as possible okay um we want to be aware of the hedonic treadmill and how it affects us and we want to bump up our our neutral right um or yeah our neutral point our new, our set point our our happiness set, set I guess that point. point would be a better way to put that because huh?
0: those can be adjusted but they're hard same with like body composition mm-hmm. you have a natural set point where you've been for a long time that's yes. where you're comfortable right when you get out of that it takes a lot more work to reset that set point yes so you're gonna have to get rid of a lot of toys and like TVs those would be toys Right? Yes, things yeah, like that. I would so agree with that. you mm-hmm. got to like really cut that down into a small number, and then really try to maintain that for a long time because it's easy to start leaking back in. Yes, and that set point will start dropping, and you won't think it's working. So then you want that bump.
1: Well, and and reduce influences. Okay, try to reduce your marketing, um, going to the mall. I mean, it's bread to make you want things right. and want the newest thing, even if you have the exact same thing already. Right. Um, and so trying to to reduce the stimulus that you have, that makes you forget all the cool things that you already have.
0: Okay, yeah. So and, and gratefulness is a, a big um, correlation to happiness. Yes. And if you're always wanting the next thing, you're not grateful for the stuff you have. Yeah, so being sense.
1: grateful and being in the present because you're enjoying the things that you have. Okay. And, and that, re- that increases happiness just in general, but it, it, general life satisfaction goes up okay. as well.
0: So go through and, uh, and maybe reevaluate all your toys and yeah. get rid of the ones that don't hold true value mm-hmm. to you. and see where you stand on your amount of toys that, that actually cause you joy and happiness.
1: If you can, try to gather them all together so you can sit them all together. Or like, that would be very difficult for us, but maybe writing on pieces of paper the different things and putting them in one group. Right, And that way you can really understand all the stuff you have and then what actually you'd be okay getting rid of and what you absolutely want.
0: Okay. So get out there, minimalize your stuff a little bit. No, don't become a minimalist, but if you don't want to, but just minimalize right. that stuff to make you have higher satisfaction with the things you own.
1: Thank you guys. All
0: right. Thanks. Go out and build a better you.